Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time around. It's a law of nature like gravity. So start taking that seriously. Get really clear on your goals, what you want to do, and then look for the team of those four or five people to surround yourself with. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, are you looking for some financing, maybe some more money to do your fix and flip projects? Are you looking to grow your fix and flip business? Well, guess what? Got a solution for you. It's Fun That Flip. You know Fun That Flip. Matt Rodak, the founder of Fun That Flip, has been on the show multiple times. He's a friend of mine. And they love working with the best ever listeners. They provide short-term fix and flip loans to experienced investors. They've got an online platform, makes the entire process super easy, and you can get funded in as few as seven days that quick. So if you're looking for a reliable funding partner, go to fundthatflip.com. That's F-U-N-D-T-H-A-T-F-L-I-P.com. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluff with us today. Brandon Nelson. Brandon, hello. Hello, Joe. How are you? I'm doing well. Nice to have you on the show. And a little bit about Brandon. He is the broker owner of Brandon Nelson Partners real estate firm. Imagine where he got that name from, right? In 2017, they are on track to close $50 million in residential sales. He's been a realtor for 11 years, was a home inspector before that, and a general contractor before that, based in Bellingham, Washington. With that being said, Brandon, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Sure. So let's start at the beginning. I'm a seven-time college dropout. Tried that again and again and again. Wasn't for me. <laughs> Spent most of my 20s as a dirtbag kayaker. Met my wife during that time. And we were just into whitewater and stuff for that whole decade. And I never really made more than about five or eight grand a year until I turned 30 years old. And then got married, moved from California to Washington State. And I had been a carpenter for a few years. And when I got up here and saw the hourly wage for carpenters was about half what I was used to making. So I enrolled in a technical college four-week home inspection program and just finally found a college environment that worked for me. Drank from the fire hose for four weeks, opened a business at the end of that time. That was in 2004, and I was booked 10 days out for the next three years. Wow. Learned a lot doing about 700 home inspections. And then one day someone said, hey, Brennan, you're in real estate somehow, right? Can you help me buy this house? And I went, oh, no, I can charge you 400 bucks to inspect it. <laughs> 
So that night I jumped on realestatelicense.com and had my license about a month later. My first year I sold two houses. I moonlighted as an inspector for that first year. My second year I sold seven houses. And then my third year I moved to a big national franchise firm and I was the number one guy in 2008. Since then it's been 11 years. I've never gone backwards. I joined KW for about a year and a half just to kind of see what the team building culture and systems look like. It wasn't a fit for me to stay there, but I left there two years ago and started my own firm. Now there's eight of us here at the firm. And like you said, yeah, we'll do about maybe 120 sides this year. And I'm bumping that 50 million. We'll probably do 55 million or so this year. Sweet. Help me get a bearing for where Bellingham is. Is that near Seattle? North of Seattle. We're about half hour from the border with British Columbia. So we're hour and 10 minutes north of Seattle. Okay. So you did 700 home inspections and then you became an agent. What lessons did you learn from them that you have applied to what you do now? Oh, it was invaluable. If getting a license were really properly done, like it's such a ridiculously low barrier of entry to get into this business, right? Yep. You've got a huge amount of responsibility and liability and you can literally get a license. You can blow through the 90 hours in 15 or 20 hours on these online programs. So if my kids wanted to get into real estate and really take it seriously, I'd say, great, I want you to go take the technical college home inspection program and then go apprentice or do inspections for a year. You learn your product. Bottom line, you learn your product. Residential construction has not changed or evolved more than fractionally in 150 years. It's just like it was done a century ago. It's very simple. There's eight or 10 different elements repeated again and again and again. And once you have been through several hundred homes in your area, now there's different microclimates around the country, obviously, and different species of wood-destroying insects and radon here, but not there and various things. But once you learn your market and you learn what materials are used and what patterns affect it with ventilation and stuff like that, the confidence you can go into a showing or a listing with. And when I walk into a house, my radar is on. I'll never be able to turn off that inner inspector. So I walk in. I don't even have to think out loud or take notes. I can Mm -hmm. immediately come back to the table and say, all right, we're going to talk about the market. We're going to talk about the process of selling your home. And in that, I'm going to tell you what things the buyers and the inspectors are going to find that are going to be surprises later. And I'll show you how to repair or mitigate those. So it's a huge, huge, huge value add for my clients. How do you build a company with that mentality that, doesn't have the home inspection program certificate? It's a good question. And we are careful with putting that information out there too broadly. At first, when it was me and one buyer's agent and an assistant, or for a while, it was just me and one buyer's agent, it was first and foremost in my bio, hey, former general contractor, which that's what I did before I became an inspector, former general contractor, carpenter, former inspector, now realtor. So you get all my expertise Uh It's easy to just say, hey guys, let me fully disclose your hair. I'm not an inspector. I'm not doing an inspection, but I do have years of experience. So you're going to get that knowledge. The problem with it was that then it's not that there was an expectation and I needed to be always inspecting. It's that my buyer's agent didn't have it. So they would want me to come and look at the house. So we just decided to kind of hide that Mm -hmm. until and unless it became necessary The obvious question that you ask, like, isn't there a conflict of interest or a liability thing? I've never, knock on wood, 
in 11 years had it rear its head where someone has come back and said, hey, you said you had this knowledge and you missed this thing. I've always just been very upfront. Guys, I'm here to represent you as a realtor. You will still hire a home inspector. But in the back of my mind, I'm the most knowledgeable guy on the property. Mm -hmm. As far as your team goes, though, I think you said your kids, if you had kids or if your kids were to do this, then you'd say go do the home inspection program. So clearly you value that mentality. Do you have your team do any of that type of specific training? Yeah. What we do is we go out previewing homes. When you're a realtor, previewing homes and seeing homes, it's the gym workout of being a real estate agent. It's what keeps you in shape and in tune for your job. So we go out and look at homes together. And all of my agents can tell you siding type, roof type, heating system type, mid-efficiency furnace or high efficiency. They learn to identify and speak to all those things so that they can educate the buyers. Do I put them through a full-blown apprenticeship program with inspectors like I'm describing? No, but they go out with me and we go through those things until they have it, until they know it. Mm -hmm. And then they are leaning on me a bit. We have seven agents, one admin, So the other six agents other than me, I'm getting daily phone calls from them. A lot of times on site at a property or a snapshot. Hey, Brandon, can you say what's going on here? And Joe, I don't want to put a tremendous amount of weight. I don't want you to think that I'm this inspector who's also has another hat as a realtor. That side, it's really just a background thing for me. And calling on that background makes up maybe 5% of my day. It's not a huge, huge thing. But we're a very, very high touch over 80% repeat and referral business at my firm. I'm on the phone with my attorney on average probably once every 10 days. We're very high touch, high quality firm here. And so having more than average knowledge and being able to do just more than just put deals together, there's a tendency in this business now, especially with, I'll just say it, anytime there's a KW around and people start seeing that culture, the mantra is get a listing signed and hand it off to your team and go on and get another one or get a deal signed around and hand it off to your team. It works fantastic if your team is world-class, if they really know what the heck they're doing. If they don't, then it lowers the overall quality of the industry. The reputation of realtors begins to suffer. There's a lot more of that than there is real high-quality, high-touch stuff going on. You said 80% of your business is repeat and referral business. Other than performing... Do you have any tactical things that you do to encourage the repeat business or referral business? Absolutely. We keep a database. I mean, number one, most important thing, whether you're an investor right, or, or a realtor, keep a database. All the people you're in flow with, the grocery store test. If you're going to pass them in a grocery store and you would stop and talk to them or say hi, then they go on your database. We mail that database a very highly laborious to put together, but very effective newsletter on a regular basis. We do two handwritten cards per agent per morning. Our assistant pre-addresses them and pre-stamps them, just puts them on our desk. It's a small town, 87,000 people in the city of Bellingham. Sounds sizable, but it's a very small town. And my wife and I are outdoor athletes in this town. We're very well known. That has become a huge part of my business. And that's honestly, that's why the business carries my name is because it's the Rainmaker team model. There's a lot of times I wish I could get away from that, you know, but everybody knows me in this town. I set a Guinness World Record on a local lake here, a kayaking record, and my wife and I constantly win a lot of the big races around here, ocean kayak races and multi-sport stuff. So we leverage that. And again, we do really five-star work for our clients. A lot of times we'll get a referral and 
somebody will say, hey, Brandon, you've been referred to me by five or six different people in town. So I figure you're probably the guy. <laughs> so when you got that kind of reputation, you got to leverage it. You said you keep a database. Do you know what system you use? Follow-up boss. Follow-up boss? Yep. We use two, actually. I subscribe to Curator. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that platform at all. No. We have, we have a Curator website. All our leads through there funnel into Follow-up Boss. But I want to be careful to point out, we don't do a lot of internet lead gen. I don't particularly like internet leads, not in the traditional sense. I'm so spoiled by the repeat and referral, people calling ready to do business, that I'm really just not taken to the whole 12-month incubation of a lead but we use follow-up boss for our internet stuff. And then we also use a $99 per year system called Realty Juggler just to manage our mailing database because it's the only CRM we've been able to find that lets you link a husband and wife together in <laughs> one address. So I don't want to- Common sense, right? Yeah, exactly. It's funny. You got these super high-end systems that have not yet introduced that simple tool. So we use those too. And as far as the newsletter goes, you said- it takes a lot of time, a lot of hours to put together. What do you put in it and how frequently is it sent out? My dream has always been to send it out monthly, but it's never happened. <laughs> On average, we send five or six a year. But here's what it looks like. The key piece of content for that newsletter is a Q&A with a local, well-known uh, an influencer type person, a well-known athlete, artist, business person or a whale that we want to get in with, maybe a big business owner, somebody high up at the university here. We do a Q&A with them, and then the newsletter looks like a magazine. So we put them on the cover. Grace, our assistant, is an incredible graphic designer, so she puts these together. So the cover of it looks like a magazine you'd see on a newsstand, and it's got them on the cover. Then there's a five or six, seven question Q&A interview where I write the questions, and then they just email back the answers. We feed in four or five more pictures of them, so that's the key piece of content. Mm -hmm. Then we have a lower third of the second page where we write, a lot of times it's a how-to or maybe it's about financing or just something kind of real estate, but it's education. It's not sales. Mm -hmm. We do two sidebars because the newsletter printer we use, which is, I'm just going to, I'll tell you what the printer is. It's gobigprinting.com. So we send these out at the tune of about a buck a piece. So they have a template and it has a three-inch flap off the right-hand side that folds in. So you get two extra sidebars, the full height of the newsletter. Mm -hmm. We do a lender case study. with We have two preferred lenders in town and they take turns sending us a case study of an unusual loan they just closed. And then on the other side, we do what's called Entrepreneur's Edge, where we do another shorter Q&A with a local business. And then on the back, we always answer the question, how's the market? Number one question realtors get, how's the market? So we take a different spin on that question every month and we answer that. So between compiling or curating all that content together, it takes a while. You, you need a certain lead time and everything to get it together. And on average, we get about six of those out a month. But we also, so then we leverage that out. We take a screenshot of the cover. We put it on Facebook. We tag that person that we interviewed. And we've get three, 400 likes on those. They get shares multiple times. And tons and tons of people say, oh my God, you've made it. They finally featured you. They think it's a real <laughs> magazine, right? So that's cool. And then we've got five or six pieces of reusable content to repost to our blog over the next one every five days or so. Uh -huh. It's a really high leverage piece, but I've had a ton of people say, Brandon, yours is the only newsletter we read. We love it. You put so much time and thought into it. I've been doing that since 2007 and it's been a great, great piece for us. Bravo. You have inspired me to do something locally. I host a meetup 
and you know, get around 30, 40 people, but I have got probably close to 200 email subscribers who have attended the meetup. So I have a lot more email subscribers in my larger database, about 5,000. But for this particular meetup in Cincinnati, I've got around 200. And I've been wondering, how do I grow this? And the Q&A with a well-known person. And you're actually mailing these out. I didn't realize you were mailing them out until you told me gobigprinting.com. I was like, oh, he's mailing these out. Even better. I love this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you, anytime you hear someone say, oh, print is dead or anything is dead, fill in the blank, you want to look at that. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's getting away from it. You want to go towards it. Yep. It's such a crude way of saying it, but I'll say it. Anytime you can infiltrate people's homes with your stuff, that's one of the reasons why I do a book because I signed the book, I sent it to my investor and no one throws out a book. They might give a book to someone else, but no one's going to throw out a book. You keep it. No, you're absolutely right. It's just a way. I love this. Thank you for sharing that. And then I want to ask one more follow-up question on the repeat and referral business. You said, Two handwritten cards per agent per morning. How do you prioritize who is written to? It's up to the agent. So if there's a compelling reason to get in touch with someone, Facebook makes it easy. Facebook is a digital stalking platform. So you have your database in front of you. We keep two layers of our database, the hot list and the warm list. And let me qualify that everything I'm sharing with you is what I learned from Ninja Selling. I don't know if you've heard the name Larry Kendall. Mm Mm-mm. The group is in Fort Collins, Colorado. It's a real estate firm called The Group. They are the highest producing per agent firm in the country many, many times since 1990 or so. So you find a firm like that, you want to know what they're doing. They don't do online lead gen, low conversion stuff. They are high touch and they're doing handwritten cards and everything. So I've gone to Fort Collins to train with them and I've followed their teachings really closely. So how do I prioritize? We basically have our hot list. Those are people we're sort of working with actively. And our warm list is people who are going to buy or sell in the next 12 months, even if they don't know it. We know that because their life is about to change. Their youngest is going to graduate school or whatever it may be. So by looking at those two lists and going through them, we're wanting to touch those people consistently again and again. And then once we've been through them, then we can look at the rest of our database But you're basically saying, hey, did I run into someone recently? Did I see someone's kid accomplish something on Facebook recently? Is it their birthday? We use a technique called the Great Retrace by Michael Mayer. He's a real estate coach. And what the Great Retrace is, is when we get a referral, of course, we send out a handwritten card and a $20 gift card to the source of that referral. But then we say, who did that source come from? And we send a card to them. And then we trace it all the way back. How did we meet that person? Sometimes there's five or six people in that chain. Mm -hmm. Every one of them get a card. Hey, remember that person you introduced me to two years ago? Well, they were so happy. They just referred me to a client. And I just wanted to reach out and say, thank you again. Now, not everybody's getting the $20 gift card, but that sort of touch is nobody sends handwritten cards anymore. Mm -hmm. So there again, we're differentiating and it's a super high touch. We also, when we close a deal, we'll take the review. We're big on collecting online reviews, and that's something you got to be doing these days. Mm -hmm. I think we have 209 five-star reviews on Zillow right now. So when we get a review, we will take it and we'll share it with the referral source. A lot of times we'll print it, cut it out in color, fold it, put it in a card, and mail it. Say, hey, I want to make sure you know how well your referral felt about us. We had a great deal together, and thank you so much. Keep them coming, something like that. Mm -hmm. One more trick, though, Joe. If there is a kid in the house that you're mailing to, don't address the envelope to the parents. Address it to the kid. 
every single time. It is <laughs> 10 times more powerful for a kid to get a piece of mail than for mom and dad to get a piece of mail. So yeah. you say, hey, Joey, do me a favor. Your mom and dad are working so hard. I know they are so proud of you. I saw they put your thing up on Facebook about the soccer goal you had last week. Do me a favor. Give them a big hug and tell them thanks from Brandon. And by the way, here's a $5 ice cream cone for that great goal that you had. Dude, those kids are never going to forget that. <laughs> right? Oh, done and done. I'm smiling ear to ear. These are lessons that can be directly applied to help everyone's business. So I'm very grateful for that. Thank How many you for people, sharing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How many people are out there buying the next IceColdLeads.com yeah, subscription? Yeah, yeah. This stuff I hear is ya. so high conversion. I hear you. Yep. And you grow it organically and you're living, breathing case study for how it can continue to snowball. Well, Brandon, based on everything that you've experienced as a real estate professional, what is your best advice ever for real estate investors? Best advice ever for real estate investors. I'm going to say really the mantra that changed my life is you are the average of the five people you spend the most time around. It's a law of nature like gravity. So start taking that seriously. Get really clear on your goals, what you want to do, and then look for the team of those four or five people to surround yourself with. And I don't mean checking in with them once a month. I mean, put yourself in close proximity to the people who are doing and who can help you get to where you want to be. And how have you done that with your business? I'm really careful with the hiring that I do. There's an old saying my buddy Steve used to say when we were contractors, Brandon, you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. So <laughs> I have really taken it seriously. I've probably hired and let go just as many people as I have. We've only been around for two years, but I've hired and let go probably six, eight people in that time. The people that we have boiled it down to, if the tables were turned and I were to go to work for any of these people, I would do it in a heartbeat. They're that good. My first hire, my buyer's agent, Solvay, in her first full-time year, she closed 47 sides and made 207 grand herself on a 50-50 split with me. That's the caliber of people that I'm able to hire. And the team that I have right now, God, they're just phenomenal people. So I do that. I also buddy around with a local friend of mine, Tyler, who owns an insurance firm. He's making in the low six figures, three, 400 grand a year. So he and I can speak the language to each other. He's a big time real estate investor. He and I brainstorm on stuff a lot of times and I spend time with him. And I'll be honest with you, I also spend a lot of time. I first heard your podcast. I want to say it was with Pat Hyben. It was either Pat Hyben or Bigger Pockets. Yeah. That's how I learned about you. And I have since become addicted to your show. It's taken my vocabulary and my understanding of a lot of investment concepts and terminology to a whole new level. And I want to say thank you so much for that. Oh, well, great. Glad to hear that. And I have already purchased Ninja Selling by Larry Kendall because I'm constantly learning as well. And anytime I hear a book from the best ever guest who it's influenced them, and you said you flew out to Fort Collins and trained with them, but I'm going to buy the book and then I'll go from there. So thanks for that recommendation. Absolutely. Read the book. And then on ninjaselling.com, they have these $20 webinars of everything that they teach live that you can watch on a webinar. You can watch it four times for 20 bucks. It's, one, it's the best value in, in the business. But if you treat yourself sometime, Joe, and go to Fort Collins, that's the only place you can take the ninja installation. It's called From Larry Himself. And it'll blow your mind how effective, but also what an incredible, incredible salesperson and teacher Larry Kendall is. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it. 
All right, first a quick word from our best ever partners. You want to get better at negotiating real estate? Well, how about do you want to get better at negotiating real estate for free? Even better, right? Well, go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Fund That Flip, today's sponsor, has partnered with best-selling author Jay Scott to provide you with a free chapter from Jay's new book on negotiating real estate. I've read the book. Lots of good real-world case studies sprinkled in there, too. I love it when they do that. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever to download your free copy of the chapter today. The Target Market Insights podcast is just that, a show solely dedicated to help you learn about target markets through the people successfully shaping them. The show features professionals who work directly with the audience and market you want to connect with in real estate. Listen and subscribe today at targetmarketinsights.com. That's targetmarketinsights.com. Speaking of books, best ever book you've read. I'm going to break away from the norm here. I'm going to say Grant Cardone, Be Obsessed or Be Average. It's like a nine-hour motivational talk that I could listen to just again and again. (laughs) You kind of sounded like him. You sounded just like his voice when you mentioned the name of it. Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Best ever deal you've done either as a real estate agent or investing yourself? You know, I thought a lot about this question. I'm going to say the best deal that I've done has been the hiring of these people. You know, these people consistently make me four or 500 grand a year. So it's the hires that I've done building my team. I mean, I've closed some deals where I've made $30,000 in commission, but nothing has compared to Mm -hmm. year over year making six figures and watching my agents making six figures, buying homes, opening other businesses, all because they're part of the firm. So that's my best deal. What's a mistake you've made on a transaction? Here's two of them. I flipped two houses and yes, it works, but dang it, I wish I would have kept both those houses. Yeah. I flipped a house. I bought it for 156. I put 28 into it. I sold it for 240. I made a buck. That was in 2010. I just relisted and sold that same house for those clients for 400. <laughs> and, and, and it's just like, what, man, I, you know, Flipping houses is to have a job. And I got a job. You know, I got a real estate firm that throws off good money. Owning and holding, that's wealth building for me. Mm-hmm. So that's more what I... Do you, did they put any of their money into it to increase that value or is that just natural appreciation? Nothing visible that yeah. would have changed the needle. That was just the market appreciating here in Bellingham. Best ever way you like to give back. My company, we're way into the outdoor sports scene here. So we sponsor local events and races where this coming weekend is the Lake Whatcom Triathlon. We're the title sponsor of that. And my kids are also Waldorf school attendees. And we've given almost five grand in additional money on top of their tuition to Waldorf school this year. So that's how. And how can the best ever listeners get in touch with you or your company? www.brandonnelson.com. It's all right there. Outstanding. Well, Brandon, thank you for being on the show. I have more than a couple takeaways that I'm immediately going to implement in my business. And I interviewed a lot of people and it's, I'd say 10% of the time I can have multiple takeaways I immediately implement in my business. And this is one of the times. So appreciate that. One of the takeaways is the mailing a newsletter out and walk through how you do it and what you have. I mean, mine obviously will be different. I'm not a real estate agent. I don't have a brokerage, but I have investors. So putting together something like that and or do something for a local meetup to continue to grow my influence locally 
And then additionally, those cards, the one tip about addressing it to the kids, give your parents a high five, buy yourself an ice cream, whatever it is. Holy cow, what an approach. Such a thoughtful way of just adding some lightness and levity to someone's life. Because it's one thing to receive a card. We love cards, for the most part. Love receiving them. I hate mailing them, but I love receiving them. But then it's another to have something that's kind of playful and thoughtful sent to me. Because that's a different level. That truly stands out. So thanks so much for being on the show. Among the other insights that you shared with us. Hope you have a best ever day, Brandon. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. It's been an honor. Take care, bud. The Target Market Insights Podcast is just that a show solely dedicated to help you learn about target markets through the people successfully shaping them. The show features professionals who work directly with the audience and market you want to connect with in real estate. Listen and subscribe today at targetmarketinsights.com. That's targetmarketinsights.com.